you know that's the that's the secret about this podcast that we didn't tell anybody we we time travel we begin in the past we go to the present and then we take you to the future and then we leave you there just like scrooged and you're bill murray sucker I would love to be Bo Murray. Murray also. That dude just doesn't answer voicemails. He doesn't, get, he doesn't care. He says, is it Wes Anderson? Fuck him. Welcome to film thropology yeah uh, how are you how was your week uh it sucked yeah i can see that uh my uh, my understanding is you experienced a loss recently yeah are you okay you don't have to talk about that i just want to make sure you're okay uh okay it's too general of a word I would say no, (laughs) but I am processing it, trying to get through it. Fair. Yeah. I don't know. So like, if you, if we're looking specifically at myself and my feelings based on this, like, I don't know if I'll ever be okay. Right. In that aspect. Um, but it all depends on what you mean by okay. I don't know. I'm overanalyzing, but like, it like, I don't know. What sucks the most about it, not just how close the dude was to me, was um, it's just like wasted. I hate to say, yeah, but like wasted potential. He was like a, such a good dude. He had like so much positive energy that he put into the world and like it's what he's done the little bit he's done in his 30 years of living is great but like people the world would be better with more people like him you know in the future you know what i'm saying so like it's just you know unfortunate that he's not able to spread that energy into the world you know what i mean because he's such a good dude I, uh, I, I, I don't think I knew him, but, uh, I'm sure I would like the guy. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, re- I respect your opinion, and, uh, I found you to be right about, I won't say most things, like, m- m- the majority of things, you know, like, a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You know. But, yeah, no. You got good judgment, I'm sure. I'm sure he was a great guy, and, uh, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. I know what you mean. You know, I've had uh, I've had a few friends um, I've lost over the years, and it uh, not not to compare because every every loss is different. Sure. Um, but uh, you know, I know that the the general feeling of you know feels pretty fucking unfair. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but yes, not to. To start us on a down note or anything, but uh, it's life, man. It's part of it's life. Hey, yo, right. movies talk shit. about it. There's whole movies about the subject, so it's true. It's true. 
So welcome to Film Thropology. Yes. We're going to go over the Blair Witch Project and its impact on uh, majorly the film industry and the way films are marketed. Um, also set records and did change the world in its own small way. And yeah. prepare to be amazed. So I ain't gonna lie. We... So I haven't I haven't taken part in any of Tyler's research, but I can say I can think of like two or three things that that movie has um, contributed to like film. Mm-hmm. Two out of three of them I think I kinda hate, but that's okay. <laughs> can you do you want to reveal I, those I, things now or wait till we get yeah, to them? Because I'm can. sure we will get to them. Okay. Save it. Um, but so, okay, or. okay. No, either you want to do it now? Well, no, I'm fine with that. I, I was going to give a little bit of backstory because not everybody may have seen the Blair Witch Project. Okay. See, this, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I, save it. I'll save it. Okay. Well, let me get into it and then we'll. I, I want to hear your, your hate speech. For, <laughs> <laughs> That's not... I came out wrong. Um, I want to hear you discriminate against this movie. Um, this is a Proud Boys podcast. <laughs> Sorry. We're very special people. We're loved. Anyway. So, I actually had not seen The Blair Witch Project in full until... I started it yesterday. I finished it today. So basically, until today, wow. I had not seen the Blair Witch Project. So I'm coming I was from half a tempted to perspective. I watched it when yeah. it first came out, and I have not watched it since. Didn't it come out like 2000. Jeez. Oh, uh, 1999. Jeez. So I, I mean, I saw it, but I haven't seen it in 23 years. So, but I, I there's yeah, some parts right. I definitely remember about it. So you were. You were. Eight, you were six. Seven. 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 It, seven? Okay. Yeah, 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 seven. It came. It came out in July. Oh, I'll go ahead and tell six. you. Spoiler. No. 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 Spoiler. It came out it July thirtieth. I didn't watch it in theaters. Okay. I remember watching it on TV. So I think I was probably seven. Gotcha. Maybe eight. So um, that makes me wanna. Start giving you little factoids about it, but no, that's okay. We'll <laughs> we'll take our time. We'll play along in the narrative. Okay, so bit of backstory. Um, I should probably explain the movie right first. I mean, it has a pretty yeah. It's con yeah. It's pretty important. It's pretty pretty important. All right, like so its concept is like its whole appeal. <laughs> yeah, basically, like the actual movie is. It's all right, but like the very all right. Yeah. <laughs> Extremely, <laughs> extremely <okay>. average. <laughs> <laughs> but at All the time, luck. people people just thought it was so cr like I don't know. It touched yeah. on some things that had never been done, so people like lost their minds. So yeah, that's true. And yeah. it came out at a good time. Oh, we're we're getting into it. We gotta we're, we're running before we can walk. Yep, mustn't run before we can walk. All right, so um, all right, so I'm gonna take you down the list here, uh, and also, just as a side note, we've never like really 
think maybe every now and then when we're giving these presentations, we um, like cite our source. It's not something we do regularly, but we do have all the references and sources we used in this research. Um, if you would like them, reach out anytime. If you'd like to accuse us of plagiarism, definitely reach out because we'd like to not have that happen. Um, now, nah, if you say that, come see our lawyers, cuz. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We got the money bags. You don't want to sue us. Yeah. This ain't a front. Nah, come at me. Come at me with the litigation. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, please. You know please. Johnny Cochran? <laughs> we got, like, his brother, cuz. Okay? <laughs> it's not a threat. Not even, it's a promise. That's right. I don't have any jokes off that. I mean, you can... That's it. That's all. I don't have any jokes. That wasn't a joke. That was a promise. (laughs) All right. Anyway, let's get into it. So, Blair Witch Project. The Blair Witch Project is a found footage film released in theaters in 1999. Uh, It is runtime, one hour, 20 minutes. Um, That's the basics. Uh, Three filmmakers... Do a, doing a student film, they go into the woods in rural Maryland to investigate this legend of the Blair Witch, and they disappear, never to be heard from again, until their footage is found a year later. Um, yeah, that's about it. This all began with two guys by the name of Daniel Myrick and Eduardo Sanchez, uh, both film students at the University of Central Florida. They were hanging out one night in 1993, so the story goes, mm-hmm. discussing horror films and its current state at that time. Oh, um, so it, in 1993, do you know anything about that era of horror films, Adam? Um, I couldn't tell you a movie offhand, but like, if I just going off my past experience. And like horror movies in that time frame, I don't, from my recollection, I, I believe most of it was pretty not good, like pretty bad. You would be correct. Like most I can't, I can't think of dog any shit. good horror movie in that time frame. Right, I'm let's... sure there probably is. I'm sure there <laughs> probably is. I'm just saying. Hold up. Hold up. I'm going to top horror films. Of 1993. I just want to see what year we were living in him here. All right, first on the list is Hocus Pocus. Not a good sign. Um, I, I would after say that, fun movie, entertaining. Not okay, but like, a, not, not a horror, horror film. Movie. Yeah, they no. Had so, elements. <laughs> what yeah, we're working yeah, with, yeah. <laughs> according to Google, what we're working with in 93 is. By the way, Hocus is, Pocus 2 comes out this October. Don't don't plug Disney. Don't don't do it. I'll, I'll plug Hocus Pocus. That's fair. I am excited so for yeah, Hocus Pocus. I understand. This I the devil. Do you want to do you want to talk yeah, about yeah, that trailer real quick? List. No, no, no. Let's go through this list. <laughs> okay, because the Roombas got me. Not gonna lie, I was I was not <laughs> sold until I saw the Roombas. <laughs> so, just what we're working with as far as horror films go, top horror films. Uh, something called The Good Son, Kronos, which I have not seen, Leprechaun. Yikes. 
Yeah, I mean, Yikes. do you need to... Jason goes to hell. Ugh. Do we need to continue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's any more. Because um, I, I haven't heard a good one yet. Um, I mean, I don't see any good ones. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Jesus. Uh, like, literally the only thing I see is, like, body snatchers. Yeah. That's... Yeah, that's that's really it. <laughs> Amityville, a new generation. Witchboard two. Body melts. Yeah. Body bags. Puppet Master four. Doppelganger. I mean, it's yeah. yeah you you so get the idea. Yeah, horror was garbage. Yes, absolute garbage. So, Daniel Myrick and Eduardo Sanchez are sitting together one night in '93, talking about. How horror got so fucking terrible, and what horror they really loved when they were growing up. Like, what scared the shit out of them? And they both agreed uh, and drew inspiration from, like, old scary documentaries on the Bigfoot and things like that. And, like, you know, realistic horror shows, um, as well as uh, psychological horror films, right? So we're talking about, like, The Exorcist and... Uh, um, Jeez, I don't know. What are some psychological horror films from back in the day? Psycho, for sure. Um, um, I'm blinking, too. Yeah. Wait. A, oh, my gosh. I forgot the name of it. What? Oh, my God. Here's Johnny. The Shining? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, they're sitting there talking, and... Uh, they decide they're going to make a horror film based on the things they love, right? So they needed to find something within their budget, which is tiny as fuck. Micro budget is the technical label. And, you and can tell. they, yeah. And uh, they wanted to find something in that wheelhouse. So they decided to do like a horror documentary. Uh, excuse us. They start casting. It takes a whole year to find it's three actors throughout the whole thing, basically. There were some people in the beginning that they interview, but for the most part, it's three actors um, played by... So, so, two guys named Michael C. Hall, Joshua Leonard, and a woman uh, whose name on IMDb is Ray Hance, and she played Heather Donahue. I'm not sure if her name at the time was Wait, Heather Donahue up. or not. Hold up. Hold up. What? Is that the Michael C. Hall? No, no. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> It's just it's a weird not? coincidence. Okay. No, it's not. Yo, you were about to blow my mind. You no. don't know. No. Michael C. Hall is Dexter. So yes. that's why I yes. was about to freak the fuck out. I was like, yo, excuse me? <laughs> no, not Dexter. Um, Not at all. <laughs> oh. Also, uh, fun fact, Dexter is from Raleigh, North Carolina. Michael C. Hall is? Yeah, the actual Dexter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that actor was from here. That makes sense. I think he has like a little bit of a southern accent. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, though. I think I'm just thinking of Gamer, where he put on a southern accent. He definitely had one in Gamer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I digress. So... Casting takes a year. They find some uh, talented improvisational actors, and uh, they shoot. The original plan was to shoot ten scenes on sixteen millimeter 
like over the course of uh, a few days or something like that. And then the found footage was going to be turned into like a fake documentary show called Mystical Occurrences, and they were just going to sell it to cable. Um, so we got like three different phases. Phase one was to uh, um, get the footage, make a production, make like a trailer, and then like a little short documentary thing. Um, I don't even know what phase two and three were because uh, they never made it past that. Basically what happened is they got a budget of 60000 They got their actors. They shoot the all the footage. They get like 18 to 19 hours of footage in eight days. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And that's, editing that's, takes... Like, that's a yeah. yeah. That's a lot of hours, man. That's a lot of shit to go through. Yeah. I wouldn't want to do that. Poor editing. Uh, yeah, no. Editing... Yeah, editing took eight months. And that's the thing with this, right? Like, you got 18 hours of footage, so you really got to boil it down to, like, what the narrative is. You got to pick mm-hmm. all, like, the specific moments and the specific points of views um, because, points of view, because each filmmaker had a camera. You know, Josh had one, Heather had one, Mike had one. And um, so you get a lot of different perspectives here. So... They go into it, um, and the the making of it was really kind of neat because uh, the filmmakers really played psychologically with the actors. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. a lot of this may be common knowledge. There are a lot of you know you, this is this has since become filmmaking lore, right? Um, so in this guerrilla style of filmmaking, they're working with they don't write a script. They come up with an outline, what needs to happen throughout the the journey, the movie, and they keep feeding bits of information to the actors. Like, you know, all right, so you guys are going to go ahead and in this scene, you're, this is your objective. And then they went to the other actor and it's like, you know, in this scene, you need to sabotage them somehow, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and like kind of, and wouldn't tell the other one. So you're kind of pitting each other against one another um, and... Uh, they also started cutting off their food supply to, like, get them more agitated. Um, oh, wow. You know? Yeah, like, it was it was super fucked up. Like, the the directors would fuck with them and leave shit outside the tent that you see in the movie. But, like, they wouldn't tell them that it was them. Um, which is kind of genius because the big aspect of it is, in the beginning of the film, the only other people besides these three filmmakers are the people in the town that give them a little bit of information about the Blair Witch legend. Um, and all those people, I believe, are even planted. The directors found them and were like, okay, we're going to come up to you and they're going to ask you these questions. Just pretend like... <laughs> pretend like you have no idea who we are and just give them the Blair Witch information. And uh, <laughs> that's what they did. And so... The actors go in thinking there is an actual legend, but it is a movie. They're they're not thinking it's real, obviously. Um, so really, really well played as like we move throughout the film. It becomes because they're not. What's also really genius about this movie is they're not using the sole um, plot device of the Blair Witch that threat. They're not just using that threat. They go into the woods and they get lost, right? So we're using a man versus nature conflict here in addition to well i guess technically it's all man versus nature because you know if you're thinking of the blair witch as this 
um, supernatural, maybe not omnip uh, omnipotent force. Um, but mm -hmm. certainly, if not natural, supernatural. So we really just have an entire movie of man versus nature on different levels. Them trying to survive in the woods and they're actually having their food supply cut off and they don't really know where they are because they spend eight days camping in the woods. For real. Right? Um, with, with like, little contact with the, the filmmakers and the crew, which was limited, you know, they would mainly stay back a ways and let them do their thing. Mm -hmm. And we basically let the actors be the directors, pretty much. Um, you know, they're the ones working the camera. They're the cameramen uh, deciding what the shots are. And that plays into it also because it's shot on 16 millimeter at times. Then at other times it's um, high eight, like eight millimeter, just, you know, personal cam videotape, basically. Um, and... Uh, mm -hmm. That, that shaky footage is really unnerving throughout the whole time, which is the only reason it works, right? Um, yeah. All said and done, they get really terrifying performances, um, natural performances, a lot of terrifying footage, and they take eight months, splice it together, and the movie is kind of like this Cinderella story. It just takes off through all these various circumstances. So they're at University of Central Florida, uh, Daniel Myrick and Eduardo Sanchez, right? Mm -hmm. um, there's a guy there who helps run the independent film channel on cable, uh, a channel that I believe is still going today, shows a lot of indie films. And this dude would camp, come to the college and would help out with festivals. And so the filmmakers got to know him because they worked on the festivals with them, I believe. Um, mm -hmm. That dude was the connect. He got their film on a... He got, like, the little short film that they did. It basically was kind of more episodic. And he put that episode on a show that was on that channel called Split Screen. Right? So, all the way before its theatrical release, they're really doing marketing. They're gearing up, getting people interested. <laughs> Before they ever released the movie, before on 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 this on the channel at Sundance wherever, which is where it eventually ends up, they start a website for the the case, not the movie, the case, and they treat it like it's an actual missing persons case. They create all these leaflets with missing person on them, like fake police reports and stuff, fake news reports. Yeah, and they end up. convincing everybody that this is real shit on the on the imdb pages for these actors it said missing or these filmmakers missing presumed dead you know in 1999 internet and internet browsing was still pretty mm -hmm. pretty much in its infancy right um there were things you could search but if all the things you're finding right offhand are indicating you that yeah dead dead missing you know um they were like oh this is real shit and not just that same thing the filmmakers made pages explaining the blair witch legend and um push that on you know on the internet as well so this was like one of the first first major success stories of independent film using internet marketing mm -hmm. surprisingly right so it gets put on the channel then eventually 
you know, through these connects, it goes to Sundance in early 99, I believe, right? So they, they usually have it in like January, February, something. Mm-hmm. Goes to Sundance, receives, uh, is, it's very well received. Then they make a deal in excess of $1 million with Artisan Entertainment. And then they take the film on, they're going to distribute. And what they did first, July 11th, they released a short version of the documentary on the Sci-Fi Channel. And then that drums up interest. And all these people go to the website, see that this has like become a big case. And they believe it. That it's actually mm-hmm. real. So by the time it's released in theaters on July 30th, 1999 that shit goes bananas by november i'm gonna i want you to guess how much money do you think this movie made do you, do you want to hear the budget again i know it's sixty thousand. yeah roughly sixty thousand. i think um out of out of pocket and like with uh are we talking about uh domestically or uh, globally um i think worldwide yeah which i mean I, i'm not sure how many places it was distributed through outside i don't have any country. idea so i'm gonna say 75 million no higher oh 200 higher 500 no uh you were close though uh with 200 it's like 250 million i think is how much it ended up making oh my gosh yeah that's a lot for sixty thousand dollars i made 250 million that is that is that's almost the ratio of small town relics oh yeah absolutely absolutely i I would argue (laughs) that our success is paralleled honestly um (laughs) do you know what that no so like it told me the ratio of it they made eleven thousand dollars for every one dollar spent on that movie solid investment that's a pretty that's a pretty good investment um yeah i don't know fucking how you do that man that's crazy to me like <sighs> yeah speaking back to like when that movie came out i remember kind of the general like granted i was seven six whatever mm-hmm. but i remember like how that movie had like um i don't know how else to explain it but like you know usually when you see based on a true story you're like okay whatever you know but like i don't know this felt more not only it didn't feel like this was based on a true story it felt like we were watching they were presenting oh no this is what happened yeah and this is why they're missing yeah and i remember like being terrified like as a little kid, like, I don't want to see people, like, go missing. That's <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. Even as a little kid, I was like, that. why would that, why is this a movie? I was so confused. Yeah. And yeah. it wasn't really until years after that I realized, I found out that, like, it wasn't, that wasn't the case. But, yeah, that's, that's good marketing, man. And taking advantage of a pre-internet age, kind of. Yeah. Really, though. And the thing also, I mean, it, it was just a wonderful, like, perfect storm 
in a positive way of circumstances because at the time the horror was in the shithole people wanted something new in that genre and people wanted new things in all together we're talking about 1999 the matrix came out sci-fi was really big the new trilogy of star wars movies had just come out the first one came out in 98 um mm-hmm. you know so sci-fi is becoming big again and also like that within the next year or two is when we started getting blockbuster superhero movies, you know? Mm-hmm. So they took, they, they really just had great timing with that. Uh, and uh, you got to admire that total gorilla style of filmmaking. And they just used everything at their disposal to make it a success. Really smart. You know, I got to give it to them. Really ingenious filmmaking uh, and producing producing more so and also i mean like editing because like i said you got to narrow it down to an hour 20 minutes out of 18 hours you got to find the key points in the story and it within the, the character development you know yeah uh the impacts are pretty significant uh this was not the first found footage movie but this was the first mainstream one that really yeah, yeah, yeah. kick-started the genre. The first found footage film, technically in 1980, called uh, Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, no one's heard of that. Yeah, exactly. So, like... <laughs> but, yeah, no. No offense to anyone who was involved in the making of that movie. Well, so, that, that's actually its own story, because it was it showed so much graphic content and violence, and it's the name's pretty self-explanatory as to what it's about, and a lot of people were not cool with it. It was banned in a lot of places. Uh, the directors brought up on charges, I think murder charges, Jeez. for like accessory to murder, basically. Um, yeah, it, really fucking crazy. Uh, wow. Yeah, uh, all kinds of shit. That's another story. Maybe we'll get into that later on another episode. Uh, but after the Blair Witch Project came out, that was it. Found footage was where it was at. Then the copycats came out of the woodwork. And there were plenty of great films that came after that were found footage. I mean, uh, yeah. widely accepted films, that is. I'm not going to say whether they're great or not great, because I, I, you know, that's for you to decide as the audience. But Paranormal Activity, right? Right off, right off bat, um... I mean, you know, geez, what else? What are some other examples, right? Paranormal Activity 2. Exactly. Paranormal Activity 3. And everyone remembers Paranormal Activity 4. What is it? Uh, VHS. I think they stopped at 4. Oh, Quarantine was a good one. Well, Quarantine Quarantine was the English version of VHS. Oh, nope. There was a fifth Paranormal Activity. Oh, there are a lot, just, yeah. Oh, there were six. Oh my god, there were six. Oh, I knew there were so many fucking paranormal activity movies. Yeah. Oh, oh. I mean uh, Cloverfield. Yeah. You, you know. Um. Geez, but uh, plenty of stuff. Um, I mean, even and that's the thing. It's even managed to expand into other genres, like Project X. Right. Yeah. I mean, just a slew of movies that may not have ever been done if not for the Blair Witch Project. I think it's easy to say they wouldn't have been done. 
Yeah, I, I, I would, I could say that with some the confidence. The world of Hollywood but, you know. is a big copycat league, man. If someone revolutionizes it, someone else will try and do it their own way. And like, we've got found footage in fucking every single fucking way. Chronicle, the superhero one. Chronicle, yeah, Chronicle, dude. Um, uh, Super Eight, wasn't that found footage? Like that was yeah. a sci-fi movie. Uh, wasn't horror. Yeah. Yeah, uh, God, why can't I remember that filmmaker's name? J.J. Uh, Abrams, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, uh, plenty. And I knew it. Uh, Chronicle, random fact. Chronicle apparently takes place in Seattle. So. Oh, does it? So yeah. I also found this uh, this list and of like just a bunch of facts about the movie. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, they made like two hundred fifty million. That that broke the record in Guinness Book of World Records as like the highest earning movie box office to budget ratio. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's hard to uh, beat that. I mean, yeah, kind of. You $60, made sixty thousand dollars is fucking nothing. You made eleven thousand dollars for every dollar spent. That's like that is that's just that would have been a good investment. Good for this dude from the Independent Film Channel. I'm sure. I hope he made some good money for getting their foot getting the, the foot in the door for him man is jesus christ yeah um found a bunch of other ones Hold up. I'm, i may just end up going down this list so i guess it was uh actually the highest grossing independent film until my big fat greek wedding <laughs> knocked it out wow okay uh yeah sure. dude my big fat greek wedding was successful i I I could it, so I I can't talk. For, I don't know. I just never watch it. It's got the guy from Sex in the City in it. Mm. Another property I've not watched. Um, I never seen it until Morgan showed it to me, and I'm actually, mm-hmm. I hate to say, like my big fat, fat Greek wedding is actually kind of a charming film. Uh, sure. I'll give it. I'll give it that. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I just can't. I just, I have no experience. Yeah. I can't speak on it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm just trying to, like, <laughs> I'm just, like, going down all of these other ones. Yeah, so, like, yeah, uh, they, <laughs> I guess the actors were forced to sign a release form that said you have to let the producers, quote, unquote, mess with your head. Wow. Uh, I hope they got paid well. Kind of right. Like, I feel like they got screwed in this deal. They probably did. Yeah. Kind Sorry, of I'm just... Actors in small town relics. <laughs> Y'all made more than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, all I know is fuck that movie, The Blair Witch Project, because it brought... Number one, okay. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I was gonna say that it brought to the film industry, yes, I know it didn't uh, do it first, but it definitely put it on the map and made other studios be like, "Yo, let's try and do our version of that." Yeah, it's pound footage. Yeah, that one I feel like is more has been more of a neutral, uh, a neutral. I guess 
contribution to the movie industry because we've had some dog shit ones. We've had some good ones since then. Yeah. You know? Um, but the thing, the one thing that I think the Blair Witch Project kind of helped it's it's a technique. I don't want to fucking call it a technique. It pisses me off. Um, I guess filming technique. I think trying to kind of recreate the like sense of panic and anxiety that that film created. Yeah, is fucking shaky cam. Yo, fuck shaky cam. I hate it. That's it's true. The worst. Stop it. That's true. That is unfortunate. Like, I like for the next 10, no, like 20 years, bro. I swear. Like there's so many movies that tried it and and it's not even like a found footage thing, but they try to create a sense of panic and like, yeah, fucking just shake the camera. Fucking, that'll <laughs> fucking get us. That'll get the audience attention. And it's like, no, yeah. I want to see the shit that's going on. Yeah. I don't know. Pissing me off. Fuck shake again. That's my rant. What was the other one? That was you had two, right? Two. Um, you had like three, but you said one out of two, or two of them were very significant, and or you hate them for two of them. I had to think about it, and the third one isn't applicable, but that's okay. Um. Oh what? Shaky cam. Hmm. What? What was the other one? I didn't say it. Because it's not applicable. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said it's it's about Apple. No, it's not applicable. Okay, that makes to sense. Actually, the Blair okay. Witch Project. So, I, fair enough. Shaky Cam, though, I think I can I can contribute to the movie, and like, I it sucks because I actually think it's done. It made more sense in that movie, given everything that's going on. Yeah, but like. I don't know. There's these like, I can't. I wish. I wish I took the time to do some a little bit of research to think about the movies. There's like these like you know pretty high budget action movies, and like a result to shaky cam like in action scenes, especially in like fight scenes. To like, yeah. I think the point of it is to create like a. I don't know. I think it's stupid. I don't even want to think about their mindset. But, like, really, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. I think it's an overused camera technique. And I think it needs to die unless it's used properly, which is generally, like, not often at all. (laughs) Right? Like, yeah. So I think it's fine to use just, like, at the right times. And uh, whoever it is, like, I don't know, in the last 20 or so years, I feel like it's been used a lot in like, action movies. And I just yeah. feel like that's fucking the worst place to do that. Like, yeah. I, I want to see the action, you know? I don't yeah. Know. <sighs> that was one reason why I, like, love John Wick so much. He's, like, no shaky cam. Yeah. Just, just good action sequences yeah good, I can see good clean it's nice good clean you know there are some and i can't say this for a fact and it's going to be vague because i don't have a movie title in my brain but like 
there's I feel like there are fight scenes where they use shaky cam as like a way to cover up like maybe how bad the choreography was or how like um I don't know. They sometimes they use it to obscure the vision to cover yeah. up maybe how bad the like performance was. Yeah. Um you know what? I'm gonna take this shot. I love the movies, okay? I'm gonna take this shot though, okay? Okay. You know a, a action movie that uh could have used some shaky cam because the fucking fight choreography was kind of bad? It's a couple of movies. And it's just a three. Well, I don't know about the first one, but definitely the first the last two. Um, I hate to say it, because they're I think they're good to great movies. The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises. Damn. Yeah, I said it. Fight choreography? Garbage. Bad. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. We should have threw some shaky cam so we couldn't see all that. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, and I hate to say it, but whoever, if anyone's listening, please just pay attention to the fighting in those movies. It is bad. (laughs) It's not good. I'm sorry. I had to say it. I feel like every... I think so far we're averaging every two episodes. Every other episode we mentioned Batman. Actually, I think... I don't think... Have we gone a single episode yet without mentioning one Batman film, at least? Yeah, Batman has a large part to do with film history. Okay. Yeah. It's only natural that we would continue to go back to probably one of the biggest film franchises. Uh, since James Bond, honestly. Yeah, actually. Yeah, no, I mean, you're not wrong for like, from like, for like late 1900s, it was like, you know, who's going to be the next James Bond? Now it really is like, who's going to be the next Batman? I've accepted that. I've I've just accepted that uh, for every five years of my life, I'm getting at least one fucking Batman movie (laughs) for the rest of my life, whether I like it or not, so. Yeah. I hate that. That feels true. I don't Fuck yeah, it's true. No, that sucks. You see another Star Wars project came out? Shocker. There's like a bajillion. Yeah. Not it. We don't need to go down that road again. We've had that talk. Think the people know our stance on that topic. Tired of it. Capitalism, man. I want new. I want new Gotta things. Gotta shit it out. Next thing, man. Next big thing. I want the next Blair Witch Project. I don't know what it is, but I want it. Yeah, Disney ain't got time for that shit. Nah, it won't come from Disney. Disney just throw. <laughs> Disney just throw like tens of millions of dollars at a show. Just go out there and be somebody, you know. <laughs> and they'll just, but they'll do that, but like a hundred times. And if anything fails, it's fine because like Disney has such a big ass platform that they can have something that's bad, right? Something that's bad, and they'll still get a shit ton of views because it's fucking Disney. Like, yeah, 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 and that hurts. I hate. That. I'll admit like most it. of their pro. I'll admit most of their stuff is anywhere between average to good. But if they ever release anything bad, it's not even that big of a deal because they'll still, 
I'm almost certain they'll probably still make their money back, especially if it's like a big Marvel project or a big yeah. Star Wars project. Like fucking the tr- fucking Star Wars trilogy, the last one we just got, that shit fucking sucked. <laughs> Hold up. Let me let me Google this shit real quick. Yeah. Hold on. Uh, newest trilogy. All right, all right, all right. Newest trilogy. Box office hit. All right. Huh. <laughs> Wait, hold on. That can't be right. What? Hold on. Give me a second. Okay. I got to fact check this one. Okay. Okay. It wasn't okay. Whoa, no, it was right. Oh my god. Okay. What? Okay. So Yeah. We can agree have you watched the newest trilogy? Uh episode seven through nine? Yes. So, I have. I have. Can we we both agree? Dog shit, right? Like uh, I thought yeah. solid setup. Yeah. Okay, maybe dog shit's a little heavy. Well, I appreciated the, say, the nostalgia of it, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah, no, I did too. I thought the first movie did it was a really good, solid like setup, and yeah. I, I was really excited for what the trilogy was going to be. Um, yeah. And the second one, I was like, okay, this is weird. Um, bit of a change of tone. Um, I'm still interested to see where we're going. Um, I didn't think it was that great, but I was like, you know what? That third one, that's where we're getting all the fucking payoffs, and it's going to be worth it. And the third one fucking didn't do that, actually, yeah. and was not good, and I was not a fan. I ended up hating the trilogy because of it. I don't want to go into the whole backstory because there's a whole reason, but like, all, the point I'm trying to make, not good. That yeah. trilogy, not good, but yes. because it had the platform that Disney had, how much money do you think this fucking trilogy made? The entire trilogy? Yeah, yeah, this newest one. Domestic or worldwide? Globally. Globally? $1.2 billion. Okay. Times that by four. <laughs> <laughs> they made... Maybe not quite times about four, but they made four point four seven five billion. Oh, that whole God. trilogy, and that was something that's that box office generally perceived by the public as yeah, yeah yeah as not very good. That just shows like when Disney has a massive platform and a massive property, it doesn't yeah. matter how good it is; they're gonna make all of the money regardless. Yeah. So sorry. But yeah, Jesus fucking Christ, that's that's insane. That's a little mm-hmm. bit. That's better. Mm. So like, even that's though people better. hate those movies, like wildly successive in turn in like Disney's eyes, right? Yeah, I mean a lot of movies are fucking shitty and end up being successful. Just like a lot of movies are really good and end up not being successful. Um, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure. Shawshank Redemption was a box office failure mm-hmm. until it won an Oscar. 
I mean, it just demonstrates that like the quality of the movie doesn't isn't gonna dick, like be a direct correlation of the box office. Exactly. Once again, further proving our point. Case in point, right there. Blair Witch had killer marketing. Mm-hmm. That's all we needed. All we needed. A fresh idea, killer marketing, serviceable film. And slightly, uh, I don't even know how to, it does feel, the contract was a little shady. A little, few shady contracts with the actors so we can kind of yeah. fuck with them yeah. under the contract. Yeah. But you know, whatever. For art, it's for art, you know. Yeah, it's for art. Totally, just for art. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> two hundred fifty million. They got screwed. Those actors got fucking screwed, man. I'm sorry, but they probably they, made like a thousand a piece or something. About to say that's that. what I'm, that's what I'm saying. They should have made more. They should have. They should have been like pay, paid like on the back think, end. I would like to think that the people who made like boatloads of money, I would like to think. And they came back to the actors and said, you know, here's, I don't know, just any amount of money. I feel like, I don't know, I'm a half-class optimistic type of guy. Yeah. yeah. I know, if I was in that position, I know I would have. Because that sure. is so. Sure, I would so too. So I just want to imagine that that yeah. would happen. Dude, if I made $250 million, I'd be like, yeah, each of you get, you had three actors, you each get a million. You know, like, yeah, like life changed. Yeah, dude. And you still get to keep the entire Sunday. Give them the cherry on top. You keep the Sunday. I'm sure they didn't do that because. Because, yeah, I'll be hopeful. You know what? I, I would hope that they did, too. I just I don't think they did. But regardless blair witch has a lasting effect has been referenced in pop culture time and time again and really changed the game on how films were marketed changed uh, the genre of horror altogether introducing a new subgenre and then that branches off into other genres uh, of, of sci-fi uh horror um action adventure even um and basically did not while it didn't invent Cannibal, Cannibal Holocaust is Chuck Berry. Then Blair Witch is Elvis Presley. I knew you were gonna say that. Jesus Christ! I'm just Ugh. nah. You need to put respect on Chuck Berry's name. I respect Chuck Berry. Nah, nah. He's no Cannibal Holocaust though. I mean, not quality wise. I didn't see Cannibal Holocaust. But like, I didn't see it either. But I know for a fact it's not the quality of Chuck Berry. Okay, you need to calm down. With I'm sure it's not. Th- I'm not damn comparisons. Not quality wise. I'm just. I'm making Put some an respect an... on his name. Okay, that's all I'm saying. I'm making an analogy here, man. Yeah, I'm I making, don't like it. I'm making a thrill, film thronology. Okay. Yeah, it's bad. I don't like it. <laughs> Chuck Berry. How dare you? I'm sorry. Alright, how about, like, what if... What's a better analogy for you? Like... Not that one. I don't not know. A... Um, uh, I don't know. 
I don't know why we should have prepared. Before, we should have. I should have. Yeah, I should have made this analogy. Like, <laughs> I should have written it down, like five hours ago, but I didn't. It's okay. We don't. Well, it's actually we don't need not an analogy. Well, no, it's not okay because I actually came up with that analogy like yesterday, and the whole time I was like, "Yeah, this is a perfect analogy." Nah, Chuck Berry way better than that. I'm sure. You know, I mean, yeah. Like, no, I'm I just to, saying. So it got to be just looking at him. We. People know who Chuck Berry is and understand yeah. like uh, what he's contributed to music today, right? Yeah. Fucking no one today has ever heard of Cannibal it, Holocaust. Yeah, no one's heard of that. Yeah, that's fair. So, like, I understand where you're going, but like, at least yeah. you know, in Chuck Berry's sense, he, you know. He gets attention now to this day for his contributions to music. Yeah. Fucking that movie does not. <laughs> that's that's well, So like, you it's... should you need in order to create an analogy, you need like an ir- irrelevant thing that created a trend of some sort. And then like someone right? who actually and then did another it. thing that came that was way better and like put it on the map. But also still kind of mid. Like a little yeah. like average. So yeah, I need yeah. like a super shitty project and then like a decent one that it inspired. Mm-hmm. But that super shitty project has to be the first of its kind. Yeah. Um, it's a harder analogy than it looks. <laughs> point being, Blair Witch changed things for the industry, um, for genres. Cannibal Holocaust did not. No, it didn't. Um, and there were like others in between also. Also, I mean, like totally flipped the script on, uh, the state of horror at that time. Um, yeah, uh, forevermore, um, movies began relying heavily on internet marketing, uh, because that that's valuable. And, uh, and it really, and also it inspired a lot of, uh, unique marketing campaigns um indirectly you know we realize now like it it totally flipped the script on movie marketing now we realize oh it's not just about (gasps) posters and ads and getting the name out there through um um through content consumption you know uh I don't know, content consumption. Because you're still consuming content even if it's on like a blog or something, even in nineteen ninety-nine. But uh yeah, yeah. But yeah, no. Uh those actors got screwed and uh, everybody forevermore has been trying to replicate the success of Blair Witch. Well Project. maybe they didn't. Maybe they didn't. I don't I don't know. I never found out. Uh to my knowledge, none of them were ever to, to able none of them were ever able to successfully kickstart an acting career last i heard heather donahue now uh is a pot farmer in california i think nice sounds like living their best life yeah fair enough but uh yeah that is the story of blair witch and how it completely changed the horror genre and film industry as we know it so 
Very cool. Very Boom. nice. Very Boom. scary. Very scary indeed. Staying on the trend of being very scary. Yes. Do we move to uh, the, the present? The movie I have. I think so. Okay. Although this movie came out a while ago, but I just okay. watched it recently. That's fine. Um, it was, it was a horror movie, and I was not ready for it. Um, it was called Monster in Law. <laughs> Have you heard of this movie? I've heard of this movie, yes. Have you have you watched this movie? I think I started it one time. I I didn't start it. Someone else started it. I don't think I finished it. Okay. Good on you. You know what? Good on you. Okay? <laughs> Is it That's good. Don't finish this fucking movie. Did you finish um, it? The things you do for love, okay? I did finish it, okay? Okay. Um, man. Huh. I don't even know where to begin. Monster-in-Law is a romantic comedy film directed by Robert Lukatek. Um, funnily enough, he's done such hits as Win a Date with Tad Hamilton. Okay. Legally Blonde. The Ugly Truth. Okay. Jess is going to hate me for that one because she loves The Ugly Truth. But I... And I'll give him credit, okay? Mm-hmm. 21. Oh, I, I like that one. wasn't a bad movie. That's a, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. fun movie. It, yeah, it wasn't like groundbreaking, but it was a solid, solid movie. Yeah, you know? solid, solid comedy. But Monster in Law. It's none of those things. <laughs> it's not. How how was it? Tell me. Starring Jennifer Lopez, uh, actress Titan. Yes. Jennifer Lopez. Yes. And former fitness guru Jane Fonda. Yes. Um. Yeah, I mean the plot's pretty simple. Um. Two people love each other. They're getting married, but mom doesn't like that. And uh, hilarity ensues. <laughs> it's just it's just like two hours of Jane Fonda being a fucking bitch, right? Like, yeah, no, she being... like does some really bad stuff at like, the end, and it's like really, really bad. Like just being um, psycho to J Lo. Okay, no, that's rare. I like, didn't. I didn't finish it, so I don't know. You know who gives a shit about spoilers? If I don't want you to see this movie, um, she straight up like I forgot what the food was, but she straight up like feeds her like food that she's like deathly allergic to. So like straight up, this is like attempted murder, okay? In my book, yeah, that sounds like murder. But the movie plays it off like kind of like <laughs> oh mom comedic like I don't know <laughs> it like kind of t- tries to understand how serious it is but like at the same time just plays it off and like at the end they just hug and like 
that part's just not brought up again. But like, I Did think she... that's really fucked. J Lo just forgets that one time she tried to kill her. Like, how does that work? Oh, how does, so how much... is what is Christmas dinner gonna be like? Yeah, there's so there's so much wrong with the movie. Um, such such as I don't know. I I don't have anything against romantic comedies if they're actually good, but like. Sure. The from I don't know. Yeah, I feel I've like seen... such a fucking I feel like such a movie nerd to say shit like this, but like the 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 central like I guess love or like relationship. Yeah, Jennifer Lopez and the other guy. Yeah, um, I should say your name. You deserve it. You were in it. It's, it's Matthew uh, Michael Barton. Or whatever. Oh, is it? See, got your name in there. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought it was Matthew McConaughey. I don't know why. It was not Matthew McConaughey. The, see, Matthew McConaughey, like, Matthew McConaughey actually has charisma. <laughs> Whoever this fucking guy was. I don't know. He's just a pretty yep. face. I'm going to keep it 100. Don't know much about him. He was clearly there to just be the husband and, like, nothing else. He didn't do really anything. I see. But, like, the chemistry between. Him and Jennifer Lopez, I don't know, kind of felt like bullshit. And I feel like that's kind of important in a romantic comedy. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll say the comedy between or the chemistry, I guess, between like Jane Fonda and Jennifer Lopez was OK. OK. But like that's like the best thing I could say about the movie um, outside of like the ending. That was. Yeah my favorite part when it ended because it was over <laughs> yeah like credits yeah. credit roll yeah yeah that was my favorite part of the movie yep um but yeah it came out in i think i said oh five yeah it yes. wrote oh wow it made its budget back it made 154 million on a 43 million dollar budget it does irk me that people have 43 million dollars to spend on that movie that's fine yeah um oh i'm not shocked to find out that the film was negatively received by critics (laughs) what no but they praised jane fonda's performance which i can agree she did good with what she had but it wasn't a lot she did good with what she had that's the review (laughs) she had (laughs) Oh shit! It was J Lo and won, some random uh, Jennifer hot Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez won a Golden Raspberry Award for Worst Actress for this film. I am not surprised. That sucks. I am not surprised by this. That's at unfortunate all. for her. Hey, any publicity's good publicity, right? <laughs> <laughs> I fucking guess. Hey, Halle Berry won yes. one for Catwoman, man. That's true. Her career didn't. <laughs> Catwoman I was think a masterpiece. Excuse you. Yeah, that was that was, that was a movie. Was... Um, and the last little fact that I want to give about this movie. Yep. Wait, what? Oh damn! 
I'm looking at the like reception. It's actually kind of crazy. There's a few. All right, so it got an 18% on Rotten Tomatoes. Roger Ebert gave it a one out of a possible four stars. Damn. So, okay, I'm not crazy. It feels I feel validated now to know that everyone else hated this movie because, like, man, that this, bad. This was a painful experience. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm surprised we. I'm, I'm not surprised we didn't finish it at that point. Yeah, no, I didn't think it was very good. I yeah. hope Jess doesn't hear this, but that's fine. <laughs> I, I think she listens to to the well, podcast. We'll block her from this. I only, episode. <laughs> I only have the analytics to go. We'll just off use of. technology, dude. Just block. I'm her like, okay, so there are some streams in West End, you know, which is not where she lives. I'll have to cut that out. I'm sorry. I just yeah, you just doxing people all day, man. I really Dang. Her her address one one one. All right, but that's it for the present. I thought I'd you know stay within the horror theme. Yeah, that was a horror show. Yeah, that was movie. That was, okay, well, so I mean, so what? What are the key takeaways here? Uh, the chemistry between Jane Fonda and J Lo was okay, but not. But the husband was really just there. There was no depth to his character, or the fiance was just. Did they got married? Didn't he, they? Isn't that the deal? They, they were married. Okay, so. Yeah, well, they um, were get, trying to get married. Right, that's what I thought. So, like, they were trying to get married, and, you know, Jane Fonda's going to stop them. It's not right. Yeah. Because J-Lo's a temp, and I'll be goddamn. He's really rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't Main takeaways like... is this movie fucking sucks. <laughs> Please don't watch it if you value well, your time. So I'm 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 with you. There are romantic comedies I actually enjoy. So it's not. Yeah, that's genre. what I was saying. This isn't one of them. Yeah. So like, what it, what do you look for in a good romantic comedy? Are there any examples you can think of? I have Char- like a, no. It's a super few. simple. Yeah. Character. No. Like this is. It's not hard. Okay. Make characters that I care about. Okay. I didn't give a shit about any of the characters involved. Yeah. All right. That's hard. You gotta have good writers to write characters in such a way that makes an audience cares about them. Okay, that's yeah. rule number one. Okay, then put them in interesting situations that make me intrigued. Like this is not hard. Okay, interlace that with comedy. That's right. Okay, just like American Pie. <laughs> I think American Pie does a way better job. <laughs> it actually does. Like I hate it because like there was. There really was like a string of romant of raunchy romantic comedies in the two thousands. Like American Pie, mm-hmm. to me, that's a romantic comedy. Um, yeah. You know uh, what else? Like all the Wedding Crashers, that's a raunchy romantic mm-hmm. comedy. Um, I mean, the list just goes yeah. on and on. And I mean, you say that just because there's a romantic element, I guess, doesn't necessarily make it a romantic comedy. Well, you know what? No, that's not true because if the entire the the main plot is about that, which I think in Wedding yeah. Crashers it was, and I think in a, in a, American Pie, yeah, American Pie it was, um, yeah, no, I, yeah, no, honestly, uh, there's one romantic comedy I always that always comes to mind when I think of like a really good romantic comedy, Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah, have you seen that? 
That yeah, mm-hmm. that was I mean, great performances, great chemistry. Really, I mean, like you said, they make you care about the characters. They put them in crazy situations, uh, and you know, have it all make sense. None of it feels like it's inorganic. It's not unnatural. And they they land all these great one liners. Uh, if you haven't seen Crazy Stupid Love, definitely go watch it. Cause I don't. It doesn't. The movie that I thought of as like a really good. Maybe it's not romantic comedy, I guess. But no. there's romantic elements, and there's obviously comedy elements, but I guess it's more of a drama. Have you heard of the movie 50-50? I have. I do like that. Uh, it is It is definitely a dramedy. The yeah. The, the context and the, the main themes are really heavy, really dramatic. Um, yeah. But, but the, the way it's written... I fucking cried like a baby in that yeah. movie. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, it's sad, man. I mean, I love that movie. Also, yeah. that takes place in uh, Seattle. Whoa, wow. Grey's Anatomy, wow. Just found that out. <laughs> I think of Seattle, I think of... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. Because, you know, I really do... I, I mean, yeah, no. I like romantic comedies. I don't think this... Like, I didn't even finish it. What I saw was not good. I don't think it was a good romantic comedy. Um, which is good. I mean, I think I don't think you should limit yourself to any genre of film, you know, based off of... I don't know. Based off of anything, sure, we like that. Because there is an, a, an outdated notion, right, that romantic comedies are really more of... Uh, are geared toward a female audience would you say that's a stereotype that's that's been um propagated it's it's definitely a thought that's believed by many okay Fair enough. And, and let's say, I, I don't know think how to use the word stereotype, but yeah. Well, like, you know, the stereotype, stereotype that only women watch romantic comedies. Or, you know, honestly, even the movie, like, what's known, like, you know, like, a chick flick, as some movies are called. You know, I don't believe in that either, because there are, because, um, like, what is that? That's like a, like a sad movie, right? I don't know. But like, what is the what I think? Because when I think of chick flick, I think of like, uh, what's that? Uh, oh, I think of man. beaches. No, I think of that Lindsay Lohan movie. Fuck me, I don't, I don't remember it. Freaky Friday? I don't. No, 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 the movie. You know, Mean Girls. Oh, I don't know. I was about to say Herbie Foley. That's what I think of when I think of like a chick flick. Really? I guess I I don't even think of that. I don't think of that as a. See, and that's I don't I don't really know what exactly a chick flick is because like I think of like. Um, those movies. I think of like a movie that has is is a dramedy, kind of like Fifty Fifty was, but then like it ends like on a sad note and it's you know very emotion heavy, you know the um. Mm 
Which is stupid in itself, because films are emotionally heavy. That's the point. Right? So, I don't know. I think if... I hear chick flick, I think of beaches. And I love beaches. So. My brain goes to... Come at me. Mean Girls and, like, The Notebook. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, where it's like... I like... I really like The Notebook, though. Yeah, same thing. Like, The Notebook is like a dramedy. It's real heavy, real emotion heavy, real serious, with comedy laced throughout. And then, like, you get a super sad ending. Yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah dude. Jesus yeah, Christ. Dude. Um, God, I was ready for that ending when I first saw it. Yeah, right? What's the OG? I mean, uh, going back in the day, Terms of Endearment. Yeah, man. You know, yeah. just like just like super sad shit like that. Um, I've never seen The Notebook all the way through. I know and what Everyone lo- loves the... Uh... <laughs> I don't even know why. Hold on. (laughs) Obviously, we forgot to mention the biggest chick flick of them all. Magic Mike. Once again, is that a chick flick? What what defines a chick flick? That's totally a fucking chick. Is it because it's geared? Is it just because it's geared toward a female audience? Is that That's it? That's what I would call it. That's what I would call it. that one. But that one's like okay, heavily so. Yeah, Bunch that's of fair. Rip dudes w- stripping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Kinda. I had uh, to work at the movies when that came out. It was it was all women in those theaters. <laughs> I was asked. I was just tell you know. Taking people to the movies, or not taking them, you know. I remember, yeah. <laughs> like, it was sold out, and we were trying to tell the crowd, like, hey, it's sold out, make sure, you know, you move over to the end and all that shit. And yeah. before I could even make my announcement, a woman threw money at me and said, why don't you strip? And then the whole crowd erupted. And I was like, oh my gosh. You were... So you were an usher, right? Yeah. They asked an employee to strip because they were so excited for Magic Mike. Yep. So I bet in that bad. moment you look like Idris Elba, man. Do you feel I'm like sure it? I did? I did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do most of the time, but yeah, definitely in that moment. Yep. Yeah. That's fucking so, weird. Yeah. That's so creepy. I, I, I would I would consider Magic Mike a chick flick. Yo, you know, I'm trying to think of like what the equivalent to that is. Jennifer's body, maybe, where like a bunch of dudes no. just went. Well, like I'm trying no, to think of like not, what they. It's what close, they, but like at the same time, like I don't think it had that same appeal because I. I got to work at the movies when both of those movies came out. Oh, okay. Wait, actually, I don't know if that's true. Okay, that well, might not be true. I might. Well, you tell me lie. then. If was there ever? Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at, I was working at the movies here. When this well, no. Out. You tell me. Is there a movie that had the same effect on the male audience? Not for the same reasons. 
don't get me wrong, there are attempts at like doing like shameless like yeah at like using like the female body to like bring in yeah uh, male audiences, but like yeah, I don't think anything to that degree where they're like only there like. Nah, I don't know. I mean, I can't think of any movie. I can't think of any movie where all the guys would have gone in there and like they would have. Yeah, wouldn't that be super creepy? What if, if like a bunch of guys were just like hounding the female breathing? usher? Yeah, ugh. Yeah, well, that wouldn't happen. Yeah, yeah, that would be so. Yeah, bad. you get yeah. you get thrown out of a fucking theater for that. Yeah, <laughs> but it's but that but that was Magic Mike, so take it off big boy you know like i don't know <laughs> i'm not gonna lie the other person that went in with me actually started stripping a little bit and they got a little bit more money <laughs> not even joking there he didn't he didn't actually take but like he showed some ab- abdomen he showed like did then, he like okay so he just pulled the shirt up a little bit and was like yeah you know, yeah and then more women my sexy body yeah, more women threw money at him, and then we left. So that was fun, good times. That's fucking awful. Yeah. So yeah, fair enough. I'm trying to think of the like male equivalent. Equivalent, like I don't think sad there is one in the, in like the current. I don't know. I just, I just think of a uh, Fast and Furious, whichever one Paul Walker died in. That was. That was the one all the dudes came to cry over. Yeah. Which is sad. I thought, okay, so I didn't understand the distinction. I thought you were talking about where a bunch of dudes came specifically no. <laughs> for like the female or the male gaze. You know what I mean? Yes. Because that's what it were... felt like. They yeah. were all there for Magic Mike about. There's, there's okay, if we're going on that just where there's a bunch of dudes, there's, there's definitely a lot of movies like that. Well, yeah, there are a lot of guy movies, but like... You know what's what do you qualify as a dick flick or whatever? Like I don't know, guys guys don't get a cool name for theirs. So, and I don't like dick flick. That feels you don't like dick flick. Yeah, that feels uncomfortable. I oh, like that one. I feel violated just hearing it. Honestly. So you ready to go to the future, my man? Yeah, I guess so. Let's keep it rocking. Um, yes. Now we go to the future, where I give you a little sneak peek at a movie I'm excited about. Um, Hocus Pocus 2, right? Uh, let's keep the beaches thing going. I'm trying to get some Bette Midler. You feel me? Um, yeah. Also, Sex in the City. Keep it going. My girl Sarah Jessica Parker. I just had the biggest crush on her in the first uh, Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Yeah. She got a... Uh... She got old. So I, don't... I mean, yeah. Time... Which is fine. Which is fine. But, like, she... she... That's when you realize, like, oh, nah, she... it's actually age-inappropriate for... <laughs> um, no. no, honestly, uh, I'm wow, excited. Actually, I'm going to be honest. I'm looking at, like, a few pictures of them they actually i know you're saying they got older but like they actually look pretty damn good for this movie that came out like 20 years yeah. ago 
No, now they look like they did in the beginning of the first movie before they sucked the soul out of a child to Kinda. regain their youth. Yeah. So it comes full circle. That's where we're at. And go. Well, no, yeah, actually... You know, that was a fun... I was a fun movie I always liked watching. That's true. You know what? I you know what? I'll say that movie. There's there's a movie I'm excited, I'm really excited about, but that's okay. I'm gonna say Hocus Pocus to keep it on Halloween theme. Uh, also, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you're gonna guess it. Well, I wasn't gonna try. <laughs> I was I, I asked. Or <laughs> I'm not even sure like when this one comes out. Um. Is it already out? I don't think it is. Hold up. I'm not, I think it may have came out and I just... It's coming out this year, apparently. Oh, shit. I, I think it came out earlier this month. <laughs> Hold up. Oh, okay. Wait. Okay, okay. So... It had its initial release, but it's not going to be out out until November fourth. Um, I'll save it. I'll say, yeah, I'm. I kind of I want to save it to to my next one after this. So I think. Okay. I think for the time being, I'm going to say Hocus Pocus too. Um, not for like okay. any like I I like really well done films i like really artsy films you know but i love me some nostalgia also and i'm a big fucking fan of the original hocus pocus so yeah i'm super excited about that flick man uh a lot of the old cast i don't think is going to be in it um god who's the dude that played Thackeray Banks and was in, on NCIS. I don't know. I don't think he's going to be in it. <gasps> Excuse me. That was a violent hiccup. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's really not a lot to say about Hocus Pocus 2. I'm just, just ready to see Bette Midler trying to kill some kids. That's <laughs> what I'm here for. Uh, no, there's I don't know what the plot is. No, I don't. I don't know what the plot of the second one is. Um, I assume the characters' goals remain the same. They're trying to live forever. They to turn a new leaf. They're trying to live forever. The good guys are trying to stop them. Simple. Yeah, it um, looks like I just read the synopsis. That appears to be the case. Why change it? Why why change the formula if it works? Much like NCIS. Um, no, it's really okay. not a lot to say. Uh, no, like the new trailer just dropped. It looks very funny because the the entire uh, comedic appeal behind the first one was they're three hundred years old and they have no idea about these technological advances. They don't know what a bus is. But, like, even since 1993, when the original came out, we've had a lot more advances. And they're going to be, you know, <laughs> I'm ready to see Sarah Jessica Parker be dumbstruck over what a fucking phone is. You know what I mean? A cell phone. Oh, wow. Comes out in five days. It does. It comes out On in five Disney days. On Disney Plus? Yeah. Yeah. On Disney Plus? 
It's a Disney movie. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought it, I thought it, well, I mean, most Disney movies has a run through the theaters, right? I don't know. Depends. What do you mean depends? No. Most well, Disney movies run through the theaters because that's how you maximize profits. Because that's what Disney's all about. I guess. I don't... What are some of the ones... like? Have, have all of the movies recently from Disney ran through the theater first? I assume so. Because I don't know. What was the most recent one? That came out. I'm also content. counting like the Marvel movies as well. Yeah, sure. Well, I'm thinking like Encanto is the last one that I remember. But I feel like that's wrong. There's got to be a lot more that have come out since then. I mean, Encanto has a box office though. But also, you got to think like, I don't know if it's. I don't think they're aiming for like a blockbuster superhero movie. So I wouldn't count Marvel in the same court because they're i think targeting a much different yeah yeah. but Encanto was released in the theaters yeah it was that's fair but see that's like an that's that's an original disney film it's not a sequel it's not a follow-up like have there been any big sequels that have been released in theaters because i'm thinking like this is not has there been a big sequel that hasn't i don't know frozen 2 that was in theaters. I believe it. Probably. I don't know. I just I'm I'm imagining because they're going after an older audience. I assume that wants to watch yeah, it for the nostalgia. Both, you can, but like, is it? Can you do both? But you could. But is it cost efficient? Are you going to actually make as much as you you spend if you were to just add it to the Disney Halloween collection? Yes. Yeah, maybe. I would say yes. Maybe. I don't know. Because, like, what's the whole point? They don't run ads on Disney+. Plus, Right? So, like, you're you're banking on, like, people signing up for the service just for Hocus Pocus 2? I don't know. Yeah, it might just be a promotional thing just to try and get more people on the Disney+. Plus. Yeah, that's true. I guess so. Well, yeah, I mean, because holidays are a big time for releasing movies. Uh, Halloween and Christmas, specifically. <coughs> Can I just say, I think it's really weird that they're releasing the Wednesday Adams series in November. After Halloween. Makes sense. Does it? Cause yeah, it makes total sense. Does it? <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. No. This is. Yeah. This is crazy. Hocus Pocus Two is literally just a streaming exclusive on Disney Plus. That's so weird. Well, I I have to assume it's because the the audience you're going for, like the only like live action stuff that they feel they can make their nut on at the in theaters is like Marvel, right? Marvel and Star Wars. It's got to be like action-packed, which this movie is not. It's not animated, which won't appeal as much to kids. 
Like, you're really just going after this niche market that likes Hocus Pocus 1. My question is, how much money does it, is it really cost that much more money to put it in those screens? On that level, yeah. Depends how, I mean, depends how many you're doing. Depends if you're doing a global release. You know? I've seen you. shittier projects good on the big screen. Yeah, sure, but like it's not a matter of quality, it's a matter of demographic. I I, I, I don't know, I really don't you know people in France probably care a lot more about Marvel movies, the phenomenon of yeah, Marvel movies you, than they do about There's a difference uh, though. You don't have to release a, a, you don't a, have to release Halloween globally. Movie. That was released like 19 years ago. 29 years ago. Jesus fucking Christ. I feel like you could release this domestically. You could. I don't know. You could. I mean, no, I'm with this you. Like, I, I, I think... Because, like, honestly, like you said earlier, because of the brand, because of who Disney is and the, the pockets they got, you could totally release this in theaters and probably make your money back, but... I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm 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 just excited for the nostalgia aspect, and I think that's really what they have going for me, or and for the rest of their audience, that's what they got going for them making their money back. They're trying to appeal to the nostalgia of it, which is probably the only reason I'm going to watch it because I love the original. Um, I think the original is a really just good script. Mm. Um, you know, for, and it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it's written for kids, but there are jokes that the adults can appreciate and yeah. uh, themes that the adults can appreciate, you know. Um, great musical numbers. Uh, just a great Halloween movie. I mean, that's on your, that, that's on my top five for Halloween movies every year, right? Yeah, I'm bitter. How so? Yeah, I'll probably enjoy Hocus Pocus too, but it pisses me off at the same time. Why? I feel, they like, could... I feel like studios rely on nostalgia rather than actual good writing and like good storytelling to actually uh, get people to watch their stuff. Like, yeah. I don't know if it's going to be good or bad, but like, oh, no, I'm, I'm going to watch sure. it purely based off nostalgia. And like, that's it's frustrating that how often they use that. Yeah. That's all. Oh, I'm sure it won't be great. I don't know if it'll be good. No, it's not even... It doesn't matter if it's good or great. It's just the principle of the matter. Like... Yeah. I would rather... I would rather studios focus more on um, just original properties and stuff like that. But, like... I get it. It's cool to see these characters 29 years after the fact. But, like... Yeah, it feels it feels like a cheap way to get attention. Yeah, it just no, sucks I, because I yeah. do like the original Hocus Pocus a lot. It's just I just hate I don't know I don't like that element of it. No, I I agree, and that's just that's in the that's the market we're in right now. That's literally what the majority of films run off of is nostalgia aspect for the most part, and there are other original works, and they all just usually don't do as well. Um, you know, we got reboot after reboot after sequel, etc. 
Yeah. I'm excited. Spider-Man 32. Yeah, I'm I'm uh revi- since we're on this segment, I'm revisiting one from the first episode. I'm really excited to see the uh final Halloween movie, the new one. Supposed to be the final Halloween movie, but Yeah, I'll hold my breath. Yeah, we know how this shit works. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's I'm excited for it, but like I have a thin layer of bitterness given like feel like just a bunch of assholes were in a boardroom is like, yeah, these kids like Hocus Pocus, let's make a second one, you know? Yeah. They'll yeah. love it. I don't know. No, but I mean I'm sure that's it just what hurts me. Yeah. Disney Plus got around and they were like, Hey, what's the most successful film every Halloween? Like what's the most rewatched? And they were like, Oh, it's fucking Bette Midler and Thora Birch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I've yeah, only ever seen her in like two things. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. Uh I'm gonna like I'm the first viewing is gonna be the best viewing. And then after that I'll be like, Yeah, that was pretty much hey, the, same it as the first one. It might be one of the best movies you've ever seen in your life. It's possible. It still doesn't change the fact that they start like it's a nostalgia grab for your attention, right? Yeah, it's true. Where uh get our Billy Butcher cameo. Yeah, it's just it's super obvious that like Hocus Pocus was not originally made to be a, to have a sequel attached to it, right? So yeah. like it feels really weird coming back 29 years later. This is such a clear obvious cash grab and yeah. like um you know, if you have some great writers, you could still like Turn, you know, uh, well, I forgot the, the the actual phrase, but some into something, water and wine, but like, yeah, um, even if the story's great and like it's actually a super awesome movie, it still doesn't change the fact that like this is obviously like initially like the, the yeah. reason that this was created was like a nostalgia cash grab, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, T- gotta be man. You know, we don't we don't get sequels or reboots anymore that are, you know, trying to be fresh and uh, groundbreaking, you know, genuine. You know, we don't really get sequels or reboots. That no, I'm a lot of shit for Birdman Two doesn't feel genuine. Yeah, I'm waiting for Birdman Two and Inception Two. Like any second now. See, I what well, I love I love sequels that flip the first one on its head, right? Like Terminator Two, awesome sequel because mm-hmm. we totally changed it up. Uh, like so while we're on the subject, I I actually really enjoy Halloween Two, the original from nineteen eighty two, because the first Halloween from nineteen seventy eight, classic. Uh, at the time, was the top-grossing independent film um, when it came out. And then, like, every slasher film modeled themselves after it. Uh, But, like, the the follow-up... But, like, see, in that one, we don't know, like... Obviously, now, when we think Halloween, we think Jamie Lee Curtis for, like, oh, Michael Myers' sister, you know, every movie they have to have a showdown... And that kind of thing. And that's become basically the plot of every Halloween movie that 
if, if Jamie Lee Curtis is in it, nine times out of ten, that's the plot. Michael and Laurie Strode gotta have a showdown. In the first one, there was no... It was really like Star Wars, the first Star Wars movie, right? New Hope comes, we get introduced to the characters, the situation, the threat, whether it's the Empire, whether it's Michael Myers, the, or Darth Vader or Michael Myers, you know? And then the second one, we're like, he's your brother. You were adopted after your sister. He killed your other sister. You know? It's a very Luke, I am your father moment where it totally rewrites all the mythology. Mm -hmm. And then you're left to move forward from there. Uh, also, you know, kind of the same as The Matrix, you know, where they keep adding more and more mythology. You know, they have the architect in addition to the oracle and like all that kind of shit. Um, so I really, I like that aspect. And like I said, Terminator, where, you know, her son's going to save the world and Schwarzenegger comes back to kill him. And then this one, you know, Schwarzenegger comes back to rescue him and they're got they're not gonna you know, it's not a matter of trying to get John Connor to survive, it's a matter of let's actually stop this so it never happens in the first place. Um Yeah. You know, when we when we go new places <coughs> and make the places we visited appear totally new, like when we re when a sequel recontextualize stuff you've already seen exactly you know just totally flips everything we know on its head those are great sequels mm -hmm. um i'm excited for hocus pocus 2 but i don't think switching a vacuum with roombas is gonna make me impressed yeah we'll see so we'll see I have low expectations, but that doesn't mean it can't be a good movie. Yeah, no, I'm going in with low expectations, so if it surprises mm. me pleasantly, then uh, all the more. So, all I know is I'm watching some damn Halloween movies this month. I finished, I finished my ritual. Oh, I forgot we're ta we time traveled. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, hey, I'm watching some... this month. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching them this month, too. I already watched Halloween 1 and 2. Fuck you. I, I've watched none. Really? No, so like, I have a ritual every September. <coughs> it's We call it uh, Sabtember, because we watch Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. <laughs> and then whenever we finish that, we just start spooky movies. So like, we finished that yesterday, so... I already watched Hocus Pocus once today. Dang. And I'm not joking. Committed. Yeah, I'm committed. I, I fucking love holiday. Like, I love holiday movies. I don't know if that's a flaw, you know, but I enjoy holiday movies. Like, I'll How watch. How is Viking Ho thing a flaw? Because I, I like them even if they're not good. Because <laughs> I'm very much, and you know what? How like, is that a flaw? I because I am enabling. You should I'm, be. You should be able to like the things you like. You should be able to, should. but I, but by doing so, I am enabling Disney because it's all nostalgia. You know, like I'm only gonna watch Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown, but like realistically, again for what like ten thousand times. Disney. Yeah, nothing. I'm just, I just, I'm just gonna like, kick back with a cold one not... and put Hocus Pocus on and watch them take over the world. Yeah, I don't know. That's all I can do. You can't like boycott Disney. <laughs> you could, but. That's too much effort. Yeah. Disney's I could, everywhere. but... 
Kind of. I could boycott Disney, but uh, even my kid needs to watch Mickey Mouse Clubhouse to calm down sometimes, so... That's what I'm saying. I'm like, fucked. It's <laughs> actually kind of hard to do. <laughs> Disney, it's like, hard Legitimately, to do. it would take yeah. effort. Yeah. And I, I, Dude, you, you don't want any more... Don't want no Star Wars, no Marvel, no Disney, nothing. Even movies you don't no, realize. ESPN, I love sports. No Hulu. No Discovery Channel. No Discovery National Geographic. Oh wait, I think I got it mixed up. Yeah, yeah, I think because somebody just bought Discovery Plus or Discovery Plus just bought HBO. Wasn't that the deal? Something like that. It's fucking weird, but. I digress. Hard to avoid Disney, so I'm just gonna face Hocus Pocus two head on, and uh, we'll see what comes of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm more excited for Halloween Kills, but on the next episode, you can talk about it in your present movie segment. Exactly. So that I think wraps it up. Uh, unless there is anything else we need to say, Adam. What do you think? please if you got anything from this podcast do not watch monster in law that's it i hate it now that you now that you now that you've told me not to i'm tempted to go finish it yeah. just so i understand that's so new i'm trying to help this is like a public service announcement for your benefit. So if you go against it, that's on you, right? I gave my warning. I did my job. I think it is for the betterment of your life to just go on living, not fully watching it. But if you must, that's on you, okay? Yeah, probably not. I probably won't. But Good. That's awesome. I'm happy for you and having that not in your life because it's in mine. It's in my memory bank forever. (laughs) And you'll never be able to get rid of it. Yeah. (laughs) That sucks. Yeah. (laughs) I suffered so you all did not have to. That's right. Mm -hmm. You died for... (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't say that. Yeah. So I did you sacrifice died. a lot. It's like, you're like Jesus. You you did it for us. Well, I didn't but do it for you, but I you. feel the need to express. It was just such a troubling experience for me, right? Traumatic oh, so, experience. So you're, you're like Batman, then. You I'll don't want it. anyone. You want you don't want anyone to ever have to go through what you did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you prowl the streets of Gotham. Mm-hmm. Beating up a bunch of assholes who took the wrong Craigslist job. At- <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> be real, that's probably how they got those jobs, right? And they just yeah. found a job on Craigslist, like some security, you know, and then fucking Batman comes in, beats your ass to like near yeah. death, you know? But he doesn't yeah. kill you. You're just in a coma for five months, you know? Yeah. Doesn't, <laughs> you know, doesn't contribute to the city's, like, welfare programs to help these people who are unemployed. Just yeah. decides to beat the shit out of them. 
Also, speaking of welfare, yeah, let me just say, fuck Brett Favre because he stole from welfare programs yeah. in Mississippi, which is the poorest state in the country. Yeah. What an actual piece of shit. That's yeah. all I have to say on that matter. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's a big piece of shit. I don't. Yeah, that's all. He just sucks. Yeah, that, that's it. There's nothing more to say about that. This <laughs> He doesn't even get a spot on this podcast other, other than that. Yeah. Um, fuck Brett Favre. Fuck Monster-in-Law. Um, stand sure. by for Hocus Pocus 2. Yeah. I guess I'll watch it. Since I have Disney+. Plus. And also, I guess, to tie it all together... Fuck Blair Witch for introducing Shaky Cam to the world. Yeah. I only give them partial responsibility. Because I think it was used well in that movie. Yeah. Given what they were trying to do. It's just... I guess more so fuck the studios that thought... Or I don't know who to blame. Um, But it's just... Yeah. They just become a victim of their own success. I don't know. It's just overused. It's just a, yeah. it's just the camera technique is completely overused and kind of shitty for yeah. I think the audience member. Like, I don't think I don't know. It doesn't amplify like a lot of the my experiences when it's been used. It's just yeah. like oh well, I can't see anything. I guess I'll wait for them to stop purposefully shaking the camera so I can start seeing things again. Yeah, kind of. And, and like, especially like in chase scenes. Oh my gosh, that shit makes me so fucking mad. Oh yeah, my right. god, I don't know. That's just me. Maybe people love it, and I don't. I don't know shit. No, I. I agree. It's very confusing. It works here because it was. That that's the style. It was like when it, they do it in action sequence. It's it's literally because. They couldn't think of better cinematography or they're really covering up something they don't want you to see. Like you said, if it's bad choreography or, you know, they did shoddy, like bruising work or like makeup work mm-hmm. or something like that, you know, could be anything. But uh, whatever. Film topology. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> That's our slogan. Yes, uh, Film Throwpology, episode five. Thank you so much to everyone who listened, who stuck it out with us this far, and hopefully you got a little bit of useful information from it. So, from everyone here, I've been Tyler. All right. Oh, I've been Adam. Oh, I guess. Well, Sometimes. That's fine. Well, I have different you... personalities. For most of this conversation, I was at. And I can't tell you where he disassociated, <laughs> so. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, yes. So thank you so much for being with us. Next time will be Adam's turn to give us a story from the past. Do you want to give him a little sneak peek or do you want to keep it on the hush hush? No. Okay. No. Fine. Well, then fuck all y'all. You're going to be surprised. (laughs) Yes. Yes.
I'll right, also well. be surprised. Do you know what it is yet? Yeah. No? Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm going to be surprised, too, I guess. I, I'm excited. I like surprises. All right. Thank you so much. Have a good one.